The Central Pennsylvania 410 season is off and running, and we'll get into it today, including results and how Thursday's show at Lincoln feeds into the ongoing streaming narrative. Let's go. It's Friday, February 24th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. It was an interesting night last night at Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania. I hope you had a chance to either go there or tune in on Flow Racing. This was the much-talked-about late addition to the Lincoln schedule uh, that ended up having some drivers and fans critical of the move, of, you know, kind of adding this race before the normal icebreaker weekend. But as we talked about with the chilly forecast for this coming weekend and 70-degree temps yesterday, the track saw an opportunity, and it took it. And I'd say it worked out in their favor. 26 cars signed in, and they ended up scratching the Knights B-Main and starting the feature with 25 of them. Tyler Ross and Freddie Raymer on the front row, uh, Ross grabbing the early lead. Raymer got to the front, though, on lap four, and Ross immediately ended up spun out uh, of turn two, uh, trying to keep pace with him. He ended up finishing 20th on the night. Raymer uh, was able to stay out front for the rest of the show, making good moves through lap traffic and taking the season opening win at Lincoln for the second straight year. Behind him, though, there was a lot of movement and passing in the top five. You had Brent Marks and Justin Peck, Danny Dietrich, and a couple other guys there in the mix. Peck got to second past halfway, but couldn't get close enough to Raymer to make a move kind of through lap traffic, and he settled for that runner-up spot with Danny Dietrich in third, Devin Borden fourth, and Matt Campbell rounding out the top five. Uh, Campbell back in that uh, family-owned car again this season. It was a solid night of racing. The track was in good shape. We saw plenty of wheel stands, which is always fun at Lincoln, and hopefully this will lead in some more good shows this weekend. As of right now, things still seem to be on at Lincoln for Saturday and Sunday, so make sure you pay attention to social media and those types of things uh, if you want to make sure that the Icebreaker Weekend is on uh, here over the next couple of days. A quick side note here, does anyone else get John Force vibes from these post-race Justin Peck interviews? I feel like we've seen him on the podium here a lot with the All-Stars, and he was on the podium last night. This dude gets out of his car just super amped up. He's intense. He's talking a mile a minute. Uh, I'm hoping that those Miller lights chill him out a little bit afterwards, but uh, I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but uh, definitely John Force vibes there from Justin Peck. As for the Lincoln crowd, the place looked pretty packed from the photos I saw on social media and, you know, kind of on the uh, of the infield that we could see on the float broadcast. Local uh, TV reporter Lindsey Barna shared a, uh, a shot of the front stretch grandstands that looked like folks were pretty much shoulder to shoulder, including in the upgraded seats in turn one. I retweeted that photo last night with a couple of emojis and had some interesting responses, uh, especially because of all of the talk around streaming services being so harmful to attendance. Let me remind you, last night's race was available on Flow. I did have a few people mention that the crowd at Lincoln for the opener is always good. Some people even mentioning when it's 25 degrees outside and that maybe we shouldn't use this as a measuring stick. But I disagree 100%. How can you not use this as a measuring stick? Clearly, there are conditions under which Lincoln can both draw a huge crowd and simultaneously be showing the action on flow racing. This was not a special event. This wasn't the World of Outlaws, which also, let me remind you, are also streamed live. This was 26 410 sprint cars, mostly with local Central Pennsylvania ties, on a school night that paid $5,000 to win. So why is this different than a regular show in June or September or any other time of the year? And, I, and I'll readily acknowledge that people, yes, have been stuck inside their houses all winter. Uh, this was the first race of the year. This was a chance to get out on a nice night and see some racing. But how is that different than any other week during the year? The way I see it, streaming either affects attendance or it doesn't. 
Flo doesn't sit in a control room and decide which race nights to screw over certain racetracks. Race fans had the same opportunity to sit at home and watch on Flow last night as they would for any other show during the season. In terms of the streaming narrative, last night didn't appear to help the cause of the streaming haters. I do think, though, that the track and other tracks can learn lessons from last night's program and the crowd and apply them to situations later in the year. That is, if they're actually interested in improving and not just blaming someone else for the problems. But what was different about last night that you don't get the rest of the season? Clearly compelling programs draw people out. So how can they replicate that for the rest of the season? In research and statistics, there's this idea or rule that correlation does not equal causation. Just because two things appear to be related or move similarly doesn't mean one causes the other. And I think that's an important thing to remember when we talk about streaming and attendance. A lot of these racetracks went hard after streaming deals during 2020. They needed to survive, and with little or no fans in the stands, streaming was the lifeline. Lincoln is an example of this. Flow bagged the Lincoln rights with the acquisition of Speedshift in 2020, and then Lincoln re-upped with the service in 2021 on a multi-year agreement. In the years since, a lot of track officials, not just around Lincoln, but around other tracks too, and then... You know, you talk about other people around the sport, some fans, drivers, team folks will share these anecdotal reasons uh, and tell you that since these deals were signed, attendance has dipped. Makes sense, right? Sign a streaming deal, attendance goes down, must be streaming's fault. But this is where correlation and causation comes in. I'm not doubting here that attendance is down in recent years. Without knowing the hard numbers, though, as tracks aren't showing this stuff publicly, we would need to make some assumptions here. And we'll assume here that attendance is indeed down and it aligns with these streaming agreements but we're completely ignoring a whole slew of other factors facing race fans that buy tickets. Because during the same period of streaming's big rise, we've also dealt with a global pandemic that kept people at home for long periods of time and away from the racetrack, especially those who are older and more inclined to have health issues. Does that sound like any race fans you know? We've also seen job losses, historic inflation, and a global economy that's pulled back maybe into recession territory depending on who you ask. So less jobs, less money, and it's been safer to just stay at home. Those things seem like they could also have a big impact on who chooses to buy a ticket and who decides to stay at home. And I don't know if you know this or not, but racing fans are working class people. These things are what's going to affect working class people. So yes, streaming could potentially be a factor here. I'm not saying it isn't, but we cannot ignore all of the other things that have gone on uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, there are no national uh, racing series streaming across the streaming service this weekend, uh, but plenty of local and regional action is on tap. Uh, if you are a Flow Racing subscriber, if you want to check out stuff on Speed Sport, Race and Dirt, XR Plus, Hunt the Front, uh, there is some sprint car action. There's late model stuff, crate cars, there's racing from down under. There's uh, any number of other options to check out this weekend as we rate for the, you know, the racing seasons to kind of pick up elsewhere around the country. If you want to see that full daily streaming schedule through the weekend, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning again all week. Certainly appreciate all of the support, all of you that subscribe, watch, comment, uh, all of those things, and, and also do things like buy merch and, and uh, Dirk Tracker Plus and be channel members. I uh, love all of you guys. Uh, so enjoy the weekend out there. We'll be right back here on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.